Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It's Sal Capaccio. I make a special Capaccio for you, right? Oh, now that sounds really good. Oh, you like? Hey, get away. Get away from my wife with that. What's the matter, Carpaccio, no good? What? What do you do now? They don't like a Carpaccio. They oh. like Carpaccio. Oh. On WGR. I make a Capaccio for you. Sports Radio 550. Poor Sal. Uh, all, all I can... Uh, Sal, good enough to make time for us at 5 o'clock on a Friday. There's news in the league. Uh, salary cap is going up more than we thought it was going to go up. And so we want to talk to Sal. So I text Sal. Can you join? Yeah. And all I can do right now, it, 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 it's all I can do to not be obsessing about Hostess Fruit Pies right now. That's, because that's of the conversation right that had took place towards the end of the last hour. And now Nate is raiding the vending machine. He's proven his theory about the inferior quality of the Pop-Tart. Although we do not have uh, the sample. better version yeah, right. to judge against, but the frosting on these Pop-Tarts is embarrassing. Yeah. Um, and now I'm just thinking about my lunch in in you know junior high, which consisted of like a Hostess blueberry fruit pie and a bag of Pop-Tarts. Yeah. And uh, the fruit pies that contain no real fruit Yeah. and a very thick... Sugary, yeah. crust, yes, on the outside. They yeah. were delicious, absolutely fantastic, and probably one of the worst things you could you ever put in your like, body. Like twelve thousand calories. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I have no idea. I, you know, there was an era where we were eighty grams of added sugar. <laughs> just, yeah, just disgusting. Just absolutely <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Sal, you, you're you're joining the show at a very uh, a very delicate time. Uh, anyway, <laughs> did you have did you have a lousy bad for you go to lunch when you had like paper root money when you were in L- when you're in junior oh. high? Wow, lousy go to. I don't know if I did. Maybe. Um... Uh, maybe an egg salad, some sort of egg salad sandwich, what? You know, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> we can like a you know, seven. Like and I don't mind egg salad. Not when I was a kid. When I was a kid, you know, I'd be like, I don't right, want that. Right, you know, right. I like egg salad. I, yeah, me too, but I do now. I do now. But I think when I was a kid, when I was a kid it, the, the the thought of it just disgusted yeah. me. I'm like, that's for old people. And it, yeah. and it, it, it is. It, by didn't, the way. it didn't keep well in the brown paper bag. <laughs> Usually. Right, exactly. That was a, that was exactly. a tough one. In the locker. Yeah. You'd, yeah, have, the... you'd have This all started because Nate went and bought a little bag of jerky out of the vending machine and brought it in here and opened it up, and Sal, the whoop-ass of this smell <laughs> was just, like, unbearable in here. Like, I couldn't believe it. My eyes are watering from this bag of jerky. Uh, now you're mentioning egg salad. We should just move on. Imagine anyway. if it was jerky and egg salad in here at the same time. Jesus! <laughs> what is wrong with you, oh, man? Yum. Oh, anyway, how how are you, Sal? Sorry about all this. Doing well, doing well. Um, <laughs> wrapped up Camp Capaccio this week. My son's been off all week. <laughs> right, I've been here. Right. You know, I mean, it's been that's really what it's been, basically. So, yeah, but it's been good. You know, spend some time, but it's always like, man, what, what's he doing? Do I, have I to, know? Are you good? What do you need? That kind of thing. You know I, I mean? was thinking about this on uh, on Monday. Monday was was President's Day. The Sabers were playing a matinee, and um, Nate and I were on after that. But so I, I was home uh, at a time when normally I'd be either at work or getting ready to go on the air watching the hockey game. 
and I was thinking about like those holidays. I can remember one holiday where I got up in the morning and decided to go to go to a sporting goods store and buy a net, like a hockey net. And like that was President's Day one year when Owen was like, you know, four maybe. I, I'm buying a net. Let's go. <laughs> go play some hockey in the church parking lot. Uh, that net eventually ended up at the curb. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, good memories, good memories. All right, so how big a deal is this news about the salary cap? The teams probably had some clue that it was going to come in um, at the higher number, would you think? I think teams thought and figured, that at least the reporting, if you go back maybe a month ago, no, I don't think that. I think you go back maybe a month ago, teams were thinking maybe mid-40s, and then there's some reporting that came out last week that it could approach 50, and now we're at 255, right? I mean, that's I think it's a significant jump from what a lot of teams thought. I remember Brandon Bean at the end-of-season press conference, he was asked specifically, how far over the cap are you? And he said, well, tell me what the number is, because we don't know that yet. Like so, I, I I really don't think they knew exactly where it would fall, mm-hmm. but they probably felt it would be somewhere in the high two forties. Most teams they were operating um, with that in mind, so I do think it's a nice significant jump for teams. I think more than anything, though, it's really a statement on the league. And let's know how we got here, though. Obviously, there's some huge revenue coming in from all the streaming and the TV and media. All that that's happening. You know, gambling has is, is become mm-hmm. popular. All this gets baked in in some way, shape, or form. But the big thing that happened this year, guys, was the NFL said they went back to being able to include the, what was the borrowed money from the COVID year. Remember, they took the salary cap in the COVID year 2020 went down, literally went down. Mm-hmm. It went from $198 million, um I'm sorry, one, let's see, let me, let me find it here. The cap in 2019, in 2019 was 188, and then went to 182. So 198 to 182, that's what it is, 198 to 182. So that was a significant drop, mm-hmm. and teams had to, you know, adjust accordingly what they were planning. This, that money, they had to take it off there to borrow it because they knew they were going to run into some times. Now it comes back into play, basically, and they get a 13% in, uh, increase which is $30 million. That's a big reason why we're here today. It was an escrow, right? Like the money that... I think that's how it worked. Yeah, Yeah, they put it in there. It was borrowed as escrow. So that's what happened. And so now it wasn't just because of, oh my God, look at all this new money. It was money from everything, and it was money they had already taken away from the cap, where, let's be honest, I think if you went back, let's say we never had COVID, we'd probably be right about here right now. We never weren't able to get here, but now we're finally back here, I think. Come on now. You're burying the lead. It's because Taylor Swift. That's what I was going to say. Games now. Uh, That's yeah. why the cap yeah. went up. I mean, it's, it's, it's obvious. Uh, Sal Capaccio on the West Her Hotline uh, with us. So does, does this change how you view the Bills going in? Because every team in the league gets this benefit, of course, and it stands to reason that – Guys, you know, teams will, might be more willing to spend more. Team got, players will be asking for more. Like everything may cost a little bit more, but still, if the Bills have have had a plan to operate with the cap being at one figure and now it's at another, it looks like there's more money. So, does that change how you view free agency? Not really significantly. Um, I think it could change how they might have to pivot here or there. So let me explain. Like I, the, the good teams, what they'll do is, and most teams will do this, the good teams will have a value on a player, 
the change in cap number won't really change the value that much. Maybe you're talking a few extra 100K there if you really want to squeeze it out and say we can do it. But they're going to put a, a value on a player. What it does, though, it does give you the ability to maybe reach that value, right? So, but you still have to operate, you know, if you know accordingly around your roster. Mm-hmm. So if you have a player valued at $10 million a year, but you really were really strapped, and yeah, I just don't think we can do that, maybe this gets you to it. Maybe. But I, I don't think it's significant enough to say, oh, yeah, here we go. Let's go sign. I'm not a big deal. <laughs> but I'll go back to the example I gave you yesterday, a couple of days ago, Bulldog, which is I think what's going to happen here is two things. Number one, I think league-wide you'll see situations where, and we won't know these, but a couple of years ago, as I said, the Bills, they thought they had a deal with J.D. McKissick. J.D. McKissick's deal with the Bills, they said, we can't sign Levi Wallace now because we're signing this guy. They didn't make a decision. J.D. McKissick pulls out of that deal. Now they lost Levi Wallace. Well, in a situation like this, I think you're talking a couple million dollars. Levi signed like a $4 million deal, a couple mm-hmm. million a year, I think, something like that. Maybe you find your way to keeping one of those lower tier guys that you're going to have to part with otherwise. That's what I think can do. I don't even think it's the higher guys necessarily. You're already putting a value on them. You're pretty much your most of your guys around your roster. And then um, I think secondly, what for the Bills specifically is, they may not have to restructure as much as they thought. That might be the more significant thing for the Bills. Instead of actually spending money on a guy, they may not have to kick as much money down the road on another guy. Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline with us here on WGR. So what I sort of arrived at today, not not necessarily prompted by this news about the salary cap. Um, you know, we're talking about the draft a lot and drafting a receiver, finding a way to replace Gabe Davis. Sal, I, I can't imagine the Bills leaving a starting wide receiver spot open for a rookie to just step into and, and saying, okay, our work is done here. Um, I think there's going to have to be some sort of a moderate – free agent brought in here. Um, and some of the names we've talked about already, you'd be familiar with them too. Kendrick Bourne uh, is one name for this. Um, you know, there are others. Um, like, there's no way they're going to just expect the rookie to step in and fill Gabe Davis's role, right? I agree 100% with you. I can't see it. I- I've been saying this is my biggest point about wide receiver with them this year that I've been trying to make as well. It's totally exactly what you're saying, which is, Okay, if you're going to let Gabe Davis walk, which is probably going to happen, and you know, I think many people argue probably should happen because of the value he has. I mean, I know the Bills say they believe Stefan Diggs is the number one wideout, and that's fine, and maybe he recaptures that. I don't know how you could be fully, completely confident, and even if he is, what else do you have? Khalil Shakir in the slot, where else are you going? You do have to have more people. And what happens if Stefan Diggs isn't that guy? Now you really put yourself in a position where you have nobody. They're going to have to do something. I agree 100%. They cannot just say, yep, we're just going to draft a number one guy first round. You know, even if they trade up for a guy they really like and bring him in. I mean, there's no guarantee. I know that it's a higher hit rate than miss at that position. Mm -hmm. But the Chargers drafted one last year. He did nothing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you can't can't rely on that. You can't believe that that's going to be the way to operate. And I hear Brandon Bean say – Explosive plays, we got to get more help. I hear Sean McDermott talk about that, and then player acquisition. What does that mean? That means you're going to go out and get somebody. And I don't think it's just in the draft. I think we have to open our minds to trades, too. That's the way Brandon Bean did it the first time around with Stefan Diggs. He traded a first-round pick for Stefan Diggs. And 
I think that you have to start thinking along those terms. I'm not telling you anything I know for sure, nothing like that. Mm -hmm. What I'm Mm -hmm. saying is they might have to get creative here because the free agent market usually is where you have to overpay. Maybe in a trade situation, you don't have to overpay. I wonder, looking at the, is there, I mentioned Bourne, and I think you've mentioned him too. His name has come up frequently here in this conversation. Um, And, you know, it's easy to see why we're thinking that way in Buffalo, because he's coming off an injury, so you'd expect not there not to be a real bullish market for him. So, you know, reestablish your value, come to Buffalo, have Josh Allen throw you some passes, and then maybe go on your way as a free agent after uh, you you play the twenty four season here is are there any other names on on the list of free agent receivers that kind of catch your eye because I, I I was spending some time with it today and Josh Reynolds is a name that that kind of jumped out at me Noah Brown is another one and then I saw Kelvin Ridley um, and where do you think he's at right now like it felt like that started out great and looked like a great idea and then it really tailed off so like I I wonder if if what what you think of him as an idea. He's a guy I go back and forth on, to be quite honest, for the exact same reasons probably you do. I, I love his game. I think, you know, coming out and what he was able to do. And then, you know, he goes to Jacksonville last year and he still had a thousand yard season. But man, this is a guy that put up close to 1,400 yards just a few years, years ago. He's got a little bit of everything you want there. He's, you know, he's fast, obviously. He's not super small. Um, I think he's got, and then the Bills saw him up close, what he did to them against Kyrie Elam in Jacksonville. I, look, I, I think you have to at least keep in mind why he was suspended in the gambling issue a few years ago. You have to at least know that none of that all that's behind him, right? They're not going to have some situation mm-hmm. where, you know, you pay a guy who comes in and there's a, something that pops up. So I think that's got to be. But if you vet it, thoroughly vet it, absolutely. He's probably going to get paid quite a bit. But yeah, I think that he would be he'd be a guy that I would think about for sure. I also like Noah Brown. I think he could fit in this offense. I like what he was able to do with uh, in Houston last year with C.J. Stroud. Uh, I'm looking at a guy like um, Curtis Samuel. I've always liked Curtis Samuel. I think Curtis Samuel would fit in this offense really well. He's got ties. He was in Carolina. He got ties there with Joe Brady going back to Carolina. And I don't know if they crossed over. I have to think about that. But either way, lots of guys, lots of people in the organization, you know, have been with ties there. So you know about that. Um, those are guys that I'd be looking at. Darnell Mooney seems to be a guy that a lot of people – have kind of pegged for maybe the bills and cause that's probably not going to cost you a ton of money and it might be a player that you can, but I don't know if that really moves the needle so much, but it might be a player that can help you. So yeah, there are guys there. Now if I had my, my pick of guys and you're looking at, you know, okay, well they're going to go out and really get it. They're going to spend, Oh my God, I can't believe it. They're going to spend and you know, find, they didn't pull a Von Miller and go get a wide receiver. <laughs> right. Um, I, I think Michael Pittman jr. Would be fantastic to, to bring onto this team, to be quite honest. I know Mike Evans is out there. I get it. Like, is that the is that the guy like isn't Mike Evans more of a better Gabe Davis, right? Isn't that it? And he's thirty one years old. You know what I mean? Like I like him. I love him. He's a great player, but I don't know if that's the kind of player they want and they need right now. You know, I think they need more of the explosiveness and the guy that can do a little bit more of everything. Yeah, I mostly would be worried about him just from like I, I feel like I'm signing digs. Uh, all over again, right. and it's and, it, and probably will be somewhat comparable money, like mid twenties anyway, right? For a player like that, Pittman probably the same thing. So like, I, you know, not to say the Bills couldn't figure out a way to make that cap figure really low for one year and make it work, but at his age, I guess I, I'm telling you, as much as Evans is on a Hall of Fame track for his career, almost definitely. Um, and I don't even think you need the almost there. 
I, I think I would prefer if I were going to spend big money in receiver and go, I'm getting my new number one in waiting in free agency. I would say Pittman Jr. ahead of Evans. And on top of that, and I don't know what exactly this says about Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay had every opportunity all year to sign him to an extension. Didn't he played through the season, had a good year. And it doesn't seem like there is a lot of interest from Tampa Bay to bring Mike Evans back. And I don't, I'm not trying to say that they know something other people don't know, but I, I think it's probably a similar situation to the bills with Gabe Davis is kind of just ready to move on. They still have Chris Godwin, but like, I agree with you, Sal. If there was a young player that had made sense, Pittman Jr. is the guy for me. I mean, he is, to me, the yeah, best and receiver he's not, in the Yeah, and he's not like this super fast guy, right? He's in the four fives, but he does everything, I think. He's more of a more of a well-rounded receiver, really good. He can, do a little, he can work over the top a little bit. He can get deep a little bit. He can work underneath. I just think it's more of the true kind of guy that you want to do those things. So, yeah, if I had my choice, like I might – I mean, T. Higgins, yeah, sure. I mean, he's another nice guy, too. I think I'd probably choose Pittman, but there's some guys at the top of that list. You know, Tyler Boyd, I don't know if that really does anything for me at this point. I like your Josh Reynolds. How about Van Jefferson? I always thought he was interesting, kind of buried there when he was in, you know, in L.A. for a little while, and then he went to Atlanta, didn't really do much. So maybe that's a guy that needs, you know, another opportunity to do something. Yeah, that name came up. Uh, in here earlier, maybe off the air, Van Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah. That, that's, that, that's a you respectable idea. You mentioned KJ Osborne. I think that's like another good player. I, the guy that I sell am maybe the most fascinated with because it kind of fits the exact mold that I'm thinking the Bills want is Rashid Shahid from New Orleans. He's an, he's an mm. exclusive rights free agent. They have no money. So I don't know how they're going to try to retain him or give him money. He might be able to break free or the, they might be able to, the, the bills might be able to trade for him. Um, but like he, to me, the speed is there. He's 25 years old. Like that to me would, would be like my ideal. How can you get that done sort of deal? Yeah. I mean, look, that that would be a nice fit. I would just caution people to be careful on, you know, investing too much thought into the ERFAs or even mm-hmm. the RFAs because they're generally going to go back to their teams. And if you do want to prime away, like you say, Nate, maybe you can do that. You can definitely do that, right? Like, there's no doubt in my mind the Saints will qualify Rashid Shahid, Shahid. So they'll do that, and then you'd have to trade for him. So it's probably unlikely because, just so everybody knows, exclusive rights free agent means you pay him the you pay him the minimum for a guy at his years. Like the Saints, regardless of their situation, that would be something that seems like a no brainer to me. But you're right that you can get creative. Right, that's what I mean. Get creative. It doesn't have to be signing a guy. Get creative. Can you trade for a guy? Can you get an RFA? What about a what about a transition tagged guy? Not a franchise tagged guy. Anything like that. Like I think you have to start thinking along those terms because I agree with you, Bulldog. I don't think it's as easy as just going out and drafting guys and saying we're all set here. So what's the uh, the week ahead, Sal? Big week for you, right? You're going to be looking forward to getting to Indianapolis. What's your timeline, and what should we look forward to as far as coverage from you while you are there? All right, so. Monday morning, uh, I'll be taking off. It'll be after the morning show. I won't be on Extra Points show, but I'll be getting there right before you guys uh, go on the air Monday afternoon. And actually, during that time, we're going to hear from Sean McDermott uh, at some point. Sean McDermott's going to speak to the local media late Monday afternoon, and we'll have that for you here on WGR, no doubt about that. Um, Now, the reason why he's not on Tuesday or Wednesday, as he normally would be, like most coaches and GMs are, 
He's been named to the competition competition committee, guys, which, you know, that's cool for him. And they have meetings all week, so he had to kind of adjust his schedule. So we'll do that. And then on Tuesday afternoon, we're going to hear from Brandon Bean as well. He'll do a podium session uh, like the, all the other GMs as well. And, you know, players are starting to arrive. You have position groups coming in. We'll hear from players. They'll be at podiums. Uh, I know One Bills Live is going to have shows from there. We're, I'll be there. I'll be hosting and in and out with extra point shows. So should be there's a lot of fluid things that go mm-hmm, on, mm-hmm. but we definitely will have Sean McDermott Monday. Uh, it looks like the time that's going to happen. And then Tuesday afternoon, before you guys come on, will be Brandon Bean. Do you know from other years doing this, at like this time of the year, similar time of the year every year, is this, will we start hearing news about contract redos and just releases, like things the Bills need to do yeah. to get cap, cap compliant? Are we, are we, are we, we're there, right? We should. I mean, we're getting it around the league today. Xavier Howard, I mean, that's a big one, right? And the Dolphins are moving on from him. They're moving on from Emmanuel Ogba, right? I mean, these are these are significant moves. By the way, did you guys look at that? I mean, I, I'm going to give the Dolphins credit here and say they're eating $30 million on Howard's contract over the next two years. Now, they don't get that money freed up till June 1st. I read it's a June 1st cut. Right. Uh, with, with Howard. And if that's the case, they don't get free. They don't get cap space right now. They got He becomes a free agent now in, in March, but they don't get that money until June 1st. And then they're going to eat like seven million, and then eat like another thirteen million next year because of it. Tough times for Miami. It's a lot, <laughs> right? It's a lot. They've got it, that. We have not really gotten into them this off season, of course, because well, you know, we're talking about the Bills, but they've got a pretty interesting off season. It's already started with these releases today, but to his contract, what to do about Waddle with Hill under contract. Sal, you and I talked about this some on Wednesday, I think. They're going to be really interesting to watch to see if they can, you know, not just close the gap on the Bills, uh, but not fall further behind. I agree. Um, I'm thinking right now that, you know, a, a healthy Aaron, we're back to the same conversations last year with this, but a healthy Aaron Rodgers, I might think I might put ahead of the Miami Dolphins right now, despite what I saw from them last year, because I think that might have been the best version of them of what they could be. And look what wound up happening to them towards the end of the year. Anyway, I know they had a lot of injuries. I get that. But it just seems like it's not as sustainable for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I think, you know, the Bills are still the better team, obviously, the better quarterback. But I agree with it. And they're going to have to have some maneuvering here. I mean, you know, there's people talking about Jalen Waddle. That's because they have all these challenges and you're going to have to pay him. You're going to pay Tyreek Hill to a, like what's going to happen. Then you have Javon Jalen Holland. Phillips and yeah, Javon, yep. Jalen Phillips and his injury and Chubb and his injury. They're not going to be ready probably for, you know, the season to start. So they got a lot of challenges. Sal, thanks for making the time for us. We'll look forward to hearing from you during the week when you are in Indianapolis for the NFL scouting combine. You guys got it. Thanks. That's our man Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. His appearances are always brought to you by New York's only outlet, Liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. And speaking of the Combine, coverage of the NFL Combine on WGR will be brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss, fast, sustainable weight loss, then free support for life. Awaken180weightloss.com. And by, well, I just said it, our friends at Outlet Liquor, we need to stock up. It's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? I have something for you that is one, I would both are hobbies of yours. One, I would call you a borderline expert in. And it is uh, from Book It Sports uh, Online, which is a sports betting entertainment business. Uh-huh. They posted odds for the best place to drink a beer. Betting and beer drinking. Again, mm. expert in the field. 
Uh, mm, more beer. Than that's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, the beer drinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I wanted to ask you where, what you think is the best odds in what you think has the, well, no beer is the worst odds. It's plus 10,000. But the second mm-hmm. lowest odds and the highest odds, what do you think is the number one best place to drink a beer? The only minus money to drink a beer. Any guess? The beach. I mean, the funny one I'm going to go with is in, in the shower. First one right now, beach is third. Number one is airport. Minus 150 is airport. I was going to say airport. I could not disagree more about the, And shower was fourth from the bottom at plus 725. Oh, wow. That's that's The we, second. We did a draft. The second these, highest odds. These things basically, the, years ago. the highest odds outside of no beer is a boat beer. And I think that's wrong. A boat beer is an elite beer. Oh yeah, an elite beach is good. Uh, I got we got a garage beer at plus eight hundred, tailgated plus nine nine seventy five. I think that's a little low. Hot tub plus fourteen hundred. The only the only reason boat beer probably doesn't get more respect is because like, not everybody has access to a boat, so it's, it's not top of mind okay. for people who don't sure. like. Five years, you know, how long have we been partners with Jared on this boat? I don't know, whatever. Ten years ago, I would have never thought about boat beer. But now you think about boat now beer. Now I think about boat beer because I'm a, a part owner of a boat. Yep. Hotel bar plus 950. That's pretty good. The airport depends the way out. No. <laughs> the best beer ever. Oh, really? I, don't, I, I can't tell you the one time I've ever had a – usually when I am going somewhere is when I'm going to be drinking – well, at an airport. That's what I mean. Not when I'm coming back. That's what I mean. On the way out. Oh, okay. I thought. So, okay, yeah. Like okay, heading yeah. out on vacation. Yes. Right? I'm I'm flying to Atlanta Starting and then early. to the Virgin Islands. Yep. Atlanta layover. Beer Bingo. is the best. Yep. Coming home. Yeah, yeah, no, I got a layover not in Atlanta. So I've got a layover in Atlanta and my trip in a couple weeks to Florida to go golf. Six a.m. I think I arrive in Atlanta at like seven forty-five. I will be drinking a beer at 7.45 a.m. We, we got to go to a break here, yeah, we but do. we took a trip, a family trip to the Bahamas a few, well, quite a few years ago, m- maybe more than, oh, you know what, actually, I think it might have coincided with uh, Pagula buying the Sabres. Anyway, whatever. So it's a while ago now. Um, and on, literally, our flight out of Buffalo was like, you know, whatever, super early. We're driving to the airport at quarter to four in the morning, okay, mm. with, with the boys. Mm. And that is when my wife told me, oh, by the way, we have a, wait for it, nine-hour layover in Atlanta. Nine. Nine hours? Nine hours. Why? Why? Just, just, how, it, just how it went. Oh, my God. I've I never kn- heard of that. I know. They, like, normally, like, it would be like something would pop up. Do you want to book another flight because this is absurd? So how long was the travel? This is a whole day of travel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What time did you get in? Evening? 10 p.m. And you left at quarter after four? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I drank a lot of beer yeah. in that Atlanta airport. I yeah. drank a lot of beer. Here's why. Like, I, if I've ever been close to not being allowed on a flight. It was then. It might have been then. I See, here's my problem with, with airport beers, though. They're expensive than standard beers. Oh, yeah. Because you're in a place where they can sure. jack up the price. Yeah. We, we really got to take a break. Yeah. Uh, 803 is the number. He's Nate Geary. And for Mike, I'm the Bulldog. This is WGR. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.